This show is full of talent. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Dead air. Hello everyone and welcome to the Dead Air Podcast. I'm Nick. And I've just assembled a bike. That is Rob. And this week's podcast we have a very special guest. Mr Kev Orkian has been on the phone with us all the way from South Africa. Yep. And we chatted to him about Britain's Got Talent and uh, his career and Paul Daniels and all kinds of other things. That's coming up very, very soon. Empty shops get new windows installation. This is the story. Hang on, windows, isn't that a bit unfair to Apple? No, no, it's not that kind of windows. Right. This is a different kind of windows. Double glazing. I know this is a technology podcast. Right. But this story is about the kind of windows that people have in their shops so that people can see inside the shops. Okay. So have you ever seen... A butcher's shop, for example. Yes. You know, the butcher's shops have windows, and you can see through them. The glass windows. Yeah, the glass windows. Right, I'm with you now. Right? Yeah. And you can see, I don't know, there might be some meat hanging up there. They might have some sausages in the window. You know the kind of thing, I'm sure. Carcasses. Yeah, carcasses. That's just an example. There's lots of other kinds of shops. Well, there's a town in Northern Ireland who've decided they don't want any empty shops anymore, so they've spent... Well, they haven't spent a million pound doing this. This is part of a million pound package. They've put stickers in empty shop windows of shop fronts. So it looks like there's a shop there. When you walk past the shop, it looks like it's a shop. Yeah. But when you stop and look at it, you'll realise that it's actually just big stickers covering the window of pictures of a shop. So it just looks like it's a shop. So there's... In fact, even as I'm describing it, it sounds so ludicrous, I can't even believe it's a real thing. But it is a real thing. We'll put a link to the story in the uh, on the website. Because it's just crazy. But couldn't they have spent the money on giving them free rent and rates? If you want to get people in shops and you've got a million pounds to spend, just say, look guys, open up shops, free rent for six months. There you go. Loads of people will apply. That's very expensive rent, a million pounds, though, isn't it? You can give them more than six months for a million. Well, imagine there's ten shops that are empty. Right. How much does it cost to, sh- to rent a shop for a whole year? Ten thousand. Ten thousand pounds. So if there's ten shops empty, that's a hundred thousand pounds worth of rent. Right. The the council could have just paid the rent so for ten have empty shops. A hundred shops filled with people. For a million pounds, you could have had a hundred shops, fully paid rent for a year. You could have put a you could have you could have put a thing in the town hall, a thing saying, "Come and rent a shop. It's free." You know, obviously there'd have to be some sort of application process so people could. You wouldn't just want anyone opening a shop. They'd have to prove that they could run a business. It doesn't really matter. You you could have anything. No, because you just get people going there and using it as somewhere to live and stuff. Well, apart from somewhere to live, but you could have anything in the shop, though. Surely it's better than a sticker. Well, yeah, but you want to have decent shops, though. If you're going to let someone so the, have so a the, shop for the stickers for a year, they've done are, are really nice shops. Looking, they make shops. it looks like it makes it look like a proper shop, yeah. But it's totally ridiculous.
Sony have made a big announcement this week. They've uh, given the price of the PlayStation 3 as £349, which is cheaper than the Xbox. And they've also said that they're going to let you play games on it. Wow. Well, do you remember we were talking about the Xbox last week? Yeah, I've got some news on it. Go on. Uh, um, Apparently you can give the game to one friend, and only one friend, providing that friend has been your friend for more than 30 days. Oh my goodness. And you can trade it into um, stores, but they have to be registered with Microsoft, so Microsoft do get their kickback. Well, Sony have gone the other way. They're just saying, yeah, we'll just carry on like we always have done. Microsoft have had a lot of flack because when they were asked, what do people do if they haven't got an internet connection? The answer they gave was, well, we've got a product for people without internet. It's the Xbox 360. So not a really popular answer. Everyone's been complaining about it. You're listening to the Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob. La-da-da-da. Britain's Got Talent is finally over, and... Um, you sound upset that it's over. Well, you know, it's the only bit of variety on the telly. I don't really watch much telly, but I will admit that I did see a few bits from Britain's Got Talent on the internet. So the Hungarians won. Yep. So I've come up with an idea for the BBC. Okay. We're going to... Isn't uh, Britain Got Talent on ITV, It though? is, but, you know, BBC always have a rival show. Okay. So we're going to have the uh, Eurovision Talent Contest. Oh, that won't work because all the uh, European countries will all vote against us, like they do on the song contest. Yeah. So we won't win that, that either. I mean, it's coming to something when Britain can't even win in a competition called Britain's Got Talent. You know, it's bad enough that we can't win the Eurovision song contest. We can't even win Britain's Got Talent. Yes, but here's the thing. I agree that we won't actually win the Eurovision talent contest. But we could have a Britain's Got Talent style audition process to find the one that we're going to enter into the Eurovision talent contest. Right, got you. So, Although in that a way, is a bit complicated. No, so each week we'd have like loads of different acts on every week, and we'd vote and blah 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 blah. Mm. And then at the end of a few months, we'd have the winner of the British entry, which is essentially Britain's Got Talent. So we've uh, you know ticked that box. And uh, then we'd enter them into the European one, but we'd also get to see all the European countries and seeing their best bits of talent, and we could see their entries of like each audition process, and it would last all year round, so we'd have loads of variety on telly. Right. It sounds great, but it would just be singers, though. No, we'd ban singers. I'm completely confused. What does this have to do with the Eurovision Song Contest? Nothing. It's Eurovision Talent Contest. Oh, right. Now I understand. So we ban singers. Yeah. Unless they can sing and set fire to themselves or something else. Singing is for the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. And every other talent is for the Eurovision Talent Contest. Gotcha. Right. Why? Well, why don't they just ban singers from Britain's Got Talent then? I have no idea. I think it's. I, I think if you're under. 10 years old, then that's a talent. If you can sing? Yeah. Okay. But anyone, well, maybe a bit older. But any- There's enough programmes for singers anyway. They've got The Voice, they've got Pop Idol. They've Pop got- Idol? When was yeah, the last... you know Pop Idol. You know you don't one- watch telly much. Yeah. That was like... Pop Idol's massive. It's the one where they have people going through auditions and then they reject some people. You must have seen Pop Idol. That's it's the huge. X Factor. The X Factor? Yeah. You know you say you don't watch telly much. 
What's Pop Idol then? I don't know, something about 20 years ago. I don't know. I can't keep up with these TV programs. They keep changing them all the time. It was bad enough when they changed the name of Emmerdale Farm to Emmerdale. That, that was the beginning of the decline, if you ask me. Was that when you got rid of your telly? Dead Air! Dead Air Podcast! All the latest news and a little bit of fun on the Dead Air! Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob, yeah! So we phoned Kev Orkian in South Africa. We did have a few technical difficulties, to be fair. Turns out getting through to South Africa is not that easy. No. We tried to do it with Skype at first, but the internet connection there wasn't very good. So we ended up just phoning him. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. Yes, King Tertal, good morning. Marika speaking. Could you put me through to room number five, please? Please hold. Thank you. Hi guys, how are you? Great, thanks. How are you? I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm all right. I'm, 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 I'm loving South Africa, but it's absolutely manic. These last three days have just been manic. I, I haven't had time to myself at all yet, and um, it's just been crazy. You know, the uh, the interviews, the uh, the TV um, interviews, the radio interviews. It's just been nonstop. It's been brilliant. So they love you in South Africa, then. Do you know what? I'm very lucky. They really do. Um, I've, 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 I've created a very good fan base here and, uh, and the audiences are really up for um, supporting what I do. So it's great. Well, that's good to hear. When are you uh, planning on coming back to the UK or are you just going to stay in South oh, Africa? I don't know really, Nick. I mean, to be honest with you, it's sun, sand and sea and you want me to come back home? <laughs> well, we, we did have some sun last week. Yeah, lots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, last week. <laughs> it's not nice today. Bless you, pal. It's really lovely here. It's actually very sunny and blue skies. It is a bit, I have to be honest, it is winter here. That's what they say is winter, because when it's our summer, it's their winter. So, you know, it, it does get dark here after about half five, six. Um, but, but, but to be honest with you, the weather's so lovely. It's a little bit chilly, but lovely. OK, very good. So what have you got lined up then for the rest of the day? Are you just being interviewed by lots of people? Yeah, I am. I've got, um, I've got, in, I've got some um, TV interviews today. Um, with some uh, TV channels here. I've got a, another radio interview later on in the afternoon. Um, I've then got a, 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 an interview with two national newspapers here um, after three o'clock. And then I'll, I'll make my way to the theatre for seven. And the show starts at eight o'clock. So how would you uh, best describe your act then? What sort of act is it? I mean, I know you play the piano, I know you're a comedian, but how would you sum your act up? I, I think it's, it's, it's basically a comedy comedy piano uh, experience. That's, that's what it comes under. It's um, It's... You know, I'm a classical concert pianist um, and have been uh, for many years. But um, I just decided I wanted to do something different. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to do something that was funny. I certainly wanted to do that something that was uh, unique and original. Um, and that wasn't really around anymore. And, um, you know, my heroes like Victor Borger, Dudley Moore, Les Dawson, they, they were all piano comedians. Um, and, and even though we've got uh, a, a couple of uh, kind of renowned um Piano comedians, i.e., Tim Minchin, um, and, um, and 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 a couple in in Las Vegas. There's not much around. Um, kind of, I mean, Bill Bailey. Bill Bailey, the, uh, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, well, Bill Bailey's our main, you, you know, um, our main man uh, when it comes to piano comedy. But uh, what he does, what I do, and what Tim Minchin does, are, are, are very, very different on the piano. Um, and it's um, it's just a different genre of musical comedy, really. 
Now, you first burst onto our screens, as far as I'm concerned, on the Britain's Got Talent. Is that, was that 2010, was it? That was in 2010, yeah. I, 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 did, um, I, I did that, uh, that show. It was, uh, it was a really good experience, to be honest with you. I, I, kind of, I, I was asked to go on. Um, and and, and I, I thought, do I do this? Do I do this? Do I do this? And um, at the end of it, after kind of three or four months of contemplating, I, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll go on um, and I'll uh, I'll just try it out for the experience. And uh, I really didn't think, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really go into it thinking I'd go and win. I didn't really think I'd go and... Um, Why not? Know, You're very talented. Round. Well, thank you. But, you know, with, with programmes like this, it's never about... Uh, as harsh it may, as harsh as it uh, as it may seem, it's not always about the talent. No. It's more about the entertainment, really, um, and it's about the feel-good TV show. Um, and uh, and Britain's Got Talent is a very, very good feel-good show. You know, people go on there, they see um, they see people because they, they they want to see bad people fail, they want to see good people succeed. You know, um, and, and and I think that's what the show is about. So when I went on, I I had no. I mean, I had no premonitions. I'd, I'd, I'd do anything um, that was going to get me through to the finals. But, um, you know, what I did certainly seemed to uh, interest the audiences and certainly interest the people at home. So I was very lucky, very, very lucky to get through to the semis. Do you think they should uh, rename the show to the Eurovision Talent Contest? <laughs> uh, well, now, yes. Now, yes. I mean, I read a joke the other day that made me absolutely holler because I thought, you know, those Hungarians who, who, who went through... Um, uh, they were very good, to be fair are, to them. They were incredible. I mean, I, I have to say, they were incredible. What a talent. Um, and, and, and let's face it, our talent um, uh, from Britain was equally as good. I mean, we had Jack Carroll, who was fantastic. I mean, what a, a great inspiration to, 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 to people in, uh, in, in, in our country who obviously sit back and think, you know, I'm not going to do it because I've got, a, I've got an issue with, you know, I'm in a wheelchair or I'm ill or, I, 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 you know, I've got insecurities or I've got a, you know, well, basically some of our very, um, very own war heroes, you know, who go out and, and come back with limbs missing or whatever. And you see them competing in the, in the Olympics. I, I just think that kind of strength um, to go through Jack Carroll was, it was incredible. And, and some of my friends, very close friends, Francine Lewis and Steve, uh, Steve Hewlett, who went through as well to the finals, I thought that was great. But like, like, like anything, you, you don't really, I mean, my, my personal opinion is you don't really go in expecting to win. I think you go in expecting to do the best you can. Um, and, that, and that's what the show's about, I think. And, uh, and deservedly, you know, Attraction won. Um, it certainly got your name out there, didn't it? As far as... Oh, oh Absolutely. Concerned. I, I, absolutely. I mean, my name, my name was around before that, long, long before that. Um, I kind of got into the industry uh, as a stand-up from about 2004. Before that, I was in musical theatre in in the West End, uh, and I and I'd uh, done ten years of that. And and before that, I was a concert pianist for four years, five years, you know. So uh, I'd always been around, and and in the industry, uh, I was I was known. Um, around in the industry I was known and, and certainly to booking agents and, and casting directors people would know who I was but obviously you know every um, uh, everyone has their own way of getting into the business and certainly you know people at home would not have known me until I actually got onto the Britain's Got Talent scene so having that name recognition was certainly a, a great asset. So you've been playing the piano since what age? Three. Three? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I started when I was three years old. It was my mum's dream. I was going to say, um, is it something that your mum pushed or your father pushed, or you know? It was my mum's dream all the way. Mum had a, a massive um, uh, love for the piano, and it was something that she was never ever allowed to do. 
so um, because I mean, simply, um, you know, Mediterranean women were never allowed to be artistic. They were just uh, there for cooking, cleaning, and ironing, and all that rubbish. So, um, unfortunately, the old traditional uh, traditions didn't uh, die down with my family. Um, uh, my grandparents were very strict. So my mum never, ever had that opportunity to learn the piano. So when I was around uh, from about the age of three, she said to me, look, Kev, I'm, I want you to learn the piano, and that's what I want you to do. So it was her dream that I, I adopted. But then it became my dream. So, and, I, and, I'm, and I thank her for it now. Well, I, I'd like to talk to you for a minute about Paul Daniels, if I can. Because yes. we, um, we met him recently, and um, he talked about you in a very nice way. He said that he toured with you and that you're a wonderful person to work with. Um, can you give us a bit of inside uh, dope on him? <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I'll be, I'll be absolutely honest with you. Uh, there are very few um, people in this business that, that are legends um, and, and true legends. Um, and, and one of them that I worked with at Christmas was Dame Edna Everidge. Uh, when I did pantomime um, with her, let's say, yeah. in um, in Wimbledon. And th- th- there is a difference between artists uh, who are in this business and have been in this business for years and years and years. And there are those who have been in this business for years but are legends. And, and legends are made up of humble, um, caring, and certainly very talented people, but people who don't necessarily tell you they are. Um, and Paul Daniels is one of those people because Paul Daniels goes goes around. I mean, he, he would entertain anywhere and everywhere, and and he has done when I've been on tour with him. Um, and uh, you know, we were on tour for two, three months, I think it was, and and it was just incredible seeing the the passion of what he loves doing, which is magic. Um, and every single day in that car touring with him was a joy. It was just not tedious. It wasn't. Uh, monogamous, it, you know, it wasn't, you know, uh, I think monogamous is the wrong word. I think you meant monotonous. <laughs> monotonous, that's the word I was looking for. My goodness, my grammar. I've come to South Africa for three days. I've lost my English. Um, but, you know, it was just one of those joyous moments. And, and the thing was, I learned a lot from him as well. I know it sounds odd because obviously I'm a musical comedy act. He's a m- magical comedy act. But the comedy is our passion, of course, but also our entertainment. I think getting on stage and entertaining is a passion for both of us. Um, and it was just a joy learning from him. I can't, I can't tell you one bad thing about the man. I really can't. He was just a joy to be with. One of the questions we put out this week uh, based around Paul Daniels was uh, he tweeted that he'd love to be in a film. And one of the questions we've been asking a lot of people is, what film role would you like to see him in? Me personally, that, yeah. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in a, tra- uh, uh, a really tragic role of an old man who's failed to become um, a magician because he hasn't. He's completely the opposite end of that. He's become a man who's become a legend worldwide from being a m- magic act and an entertainer and a very humble one at that. So I'd like to see him completely opposite end of the spectrum. A- an, old bo- an old man who's become completely a failed magician, nowhere to succeed, no one likes him, his magic is awful, um, and he's gone into depression, and he becomes an alcoholic um, who uh, who ends up trying to struggle through uh, entertainment. I'd love to see him play the opposite end. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say... That's, I, it's, that's a summer blockbuster right there. I reckon I can edit that to make it sound the other way. Yeah, we could, just, we could, edit, <laughs> we could edit it. We could just have the, have the question, what do you think of all Daniels, and then have you saying that. Well, you see, you see that's just terrible. I'm going to phone him after this conversation <laughs> to let him know. 
Now, you've worked with some very famous people, as we said, Paul Daniels. Um, you've also met the, uh, the royal family. What was that like? Uh, that was incredible. I mean, uh, I, I think anyone will say the same thing. When you, when you meet royalty, it's a, it's a different ball game. It's a different um, kind of feeling. You know, you're, you're on stage. You're thinking, wow, I've, I've, I've brought my act to such a level that I've, I'm actually meeting royalty now. And, uh, and I've, I've had the privilege of meeting, you know, more than just one or two um, royal families. Um, and not just in England, uh, you know, in, in, in the Middle East as well. I've, I've had the privilege of meeting um, different uh, royal families from Dubai and uh, Oman and and certainly um, uh, other uh, Middle Eastern countries. So uh, it's been great, you know, and obviously our, our royal family uh, is second to none for me, you know, and, and, and to have met Prince Philip, uh, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew, um, you know, Prince Charles on, on a couple of occasions. It's just been, it's incredible. I, I, I don't know. Have you ever met, have you ever met any royal, uh, Ooh, royalty before? Uh, I've met Paul Daniels. <laughs> that's that's, that's royal, as normal as I get. He's, he's, a, he's a god. Yes. <laughs> We've um, I've, yeah, no, I've seen absolutely. the Queen twice. Which she's, she's have been, you really? Yeah, she's been to Bangor, the town where we where we're based, on two occasions, and I've seen her. She's very short. I didn't speak. Yeah, to her she is very short. She's very. I could I couldn't believe how short she was, and um, that was what that's what struck. You're me. talking height now, aren't you? Yeah. Right. Okay. She's 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 much shorter than I imagined. Bless her. That's, no, that's all lovely. I can say about the Queen, really. But I'll tell you this: I I, I um you know I do I do love the Queen, but I was away from Britain for a couple of years, and I went to an embassy. And I went in the door of the embassy, and I don't really think I'm royal or anything like that. You know, I'm not a, not a royalist, but I went in the door of this embassy, and they had a portrait of the queen on the wall, and I just welled up when I saw this 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 photograph of her. Because oh, it, that's fantastic! You know, it brought back all the all my memories of Britain and home and stuff, and it was just so the queen is very special for me because I I have that memory of seeing this beautiful Absolutely. photograph on the Absolutely. wall of the embassy. You know, but. Uh, we want to talk to you about technology very, very quickly because we understand you're busy and you probably want to get off the f- off the phone with no, us. No, absolutely fine. I'm enjoying this conversation. It's great, mate. Not this a problem is, at all. We, we, this is our... We, we are the Dead Air podcast. This is a technology podcast. We talk about technology from week to week and we want to know what are your views on technology? Are you interested in technology? Have you got a laptop, a computer? What I mean, do you have a good well, relationship with I mean, you've, you've stumbled... Well, you stumbled upon the man that absolutely thrives on technology. Um, I, I not only adore it, I, I try and live it every day of my life with uh, the technology I have. Um, my house is absolutely kitted out um, with technology, and I actually go to a lot of uh, functions to see what's uh, up and coming um, in the future, which uh, completely blows my mind when I see some of the stuff wow. that I cannot wait to um to experience okay um, that that's that's brilliant that you're just the type of person we want then because <laughs> all the other people we talk to say oh, yeah, i don't really like technology <laughs> quick quick, oh, question, quick questions for you xbox on, or then. playstation playstation mac or windows mac all the way well iphone or blackberry iphone all the way oh wow there you go you're on my side of the fence paul will not like you <laughs> he hates apple <laughs> Paul's got an iPad and he just can't stand it. Yeah, you know why? Because Paul is actually a Windows um, baby. He actually works from a Windows laptop. So going from that then onto an iPad is very, um, it's just confusing, you know, because there's, it's so e- so much easier to um, to use, um, uh, you know, an iPad. Although, to be fair, let's be absolutely honest here, Windows have come out with their own version and, it, and I think it's very good. Uh, I have tried it out and, um, and certainly so, a couple of my colleagues on, have, have. Are you saying that you like Windows 8? No, I don't. No, but some of my <laughs> colleagues do. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, but you know, we we don't like Windows Eight. 
we've we've gone off Windows. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Well, no. Some of my colleagues do. I, I'm 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 a Mac baby all the way. I mean, I love Apple. Everything in my house is covered in Apple. It's uh, Apple TV, Apple iMac, Apple um, iPads. Both of me and my wife. Um, Are you know, when my twins, oh, absolutely! And when my when my twins arrive in the, uh, in Christmas, I'm going to get them both an <laughs> an Apple iPad as well. I'm going to do the whole work. So, what's the latest gadget you've bought? Well, the latest gadget um, I, um, I I got recently uh, was a, um, a a mobile camera thing for the house, um, which basically um, y- you put in your house, um, and then you can go all over the world and you can check what's going on at home if um, if your house is empty. So uh, I, I bought that recently. Anyone broken in? A, no, but we, um, you know, uh, we're hoping someone will, so we can test it out. Yes. You know, it's, well, um... Give us your address. <laughs> give us your address, and we'll go around and, and, and have a look at all this really nice gear that you've got. We'll have a play. <laughs> but um, no, I love it. I love technology, um, I'm, and, and some of the stuff that's coming out. Um, you know, in 2015, 2016 is just incredible. I mean, memory plastic, which is the next thing that's coming out. I, I, I'm blown away by that. You're our kind of man. If there's if things don't work out with the act, you can always come and work with us. Mate, that'll be a pleasure. And Bangor's really nice as well. So I've been there many times and I know it's, uh, it's lovely there. Are you near the seafront? Yes. We have the, see, we have the pier just, just down the road from us. Oh, you see. And when I feel when I feel like I'm losing out on uh, doing a show, I'll just jump on the pier and go and do a number. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you could do that. They're building a new theatre literally round the corner from us. Are you going to come up to North Wales and... Listen, know? if I get an invite, I'll be there, mate. Well, we did a show with Paul a few months ago. We sorted something out for him. So if we say the same to you, if you come to North Wales... Absolutely. Do... Right, that's it. That's Absolutely. It. You just let me know when and where, and I'll be there, mate. Wow, that's amazing. Now, have you got a, a keyboard in your hotel room? Do you tour with one, or do you just use I do. Um, I don't tour with a keyboard here. They've actually um, provided me one here in the hotel so that I can practice when I need to. That's cool. Um, but, um, but the theatre has two grand pianos, so um, when, whenever I, uh, I need to go in and uh, warm up the fingers, I can go in a, a, you know, 15, 20 minutes early and just give the, uh, the fingers a, a quick round, uh, just uh, warm them up. But, um, but it's great, you know. I mean, the shows here are fantastic, and, and there's such support here as well. Um, and we sold out. We've got 32 shows, um, and it's 700 seats of uh, theatre, and we sold out all 32 shows. That's wow. incredible. That is amazing. Well, that's that's well, so congratula- congratulations on that because that's an incredible. Thank achievement. you, guys. Thank that you is so really, much. Really good. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You've thank re- you, Kevin. You've really you given too, us pal. a good start to the day, and uh, we just want to thank you again and, and wish you have a good day and a great tour. Really. Thank you so much. And you guys are brilliant. Thank you so much for the interview. And, uh, and keep in touch, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm very serious when I say, uh, you know, if we can sort out a show later in the year, sometime in autumn uh, uh, or, uh, or, or winter, I'll, I'll be more than happy to pop down and, uh, and come and do a show for you. Brilliant. You can count on us. We will, we will treat you like royalty. If you ask Paul, God you'll bless find, you, you'll pal. find Thank out how well you we look so in. <laughs> All right, then. Brilliant. Thanks, Kev. Have Thank a great much. day. Bye-bye now. Great Take tour. care, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye, now. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Nick and Rob. I'm not Morgan Freeman, but this is Dead Air Podcast. He said some lovely things about Paul Daniels, and you've been doing a bit of Paul Daniels' work this week, haven't you? I've been asking people what film role they would like to see Paul Daniels in, because he made a tweet um, saying he would love to do a play or a film. Yes, he did. So um, I thought I'd ask everybody I saw. And? And uh, they all said they'd like to see him in a courtroom drama. Um, (laughs) Yeah, make sure you say drama, because if you say they want to see him in a courtroom, that makes you sound like... He's done a crime or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they'd like to see him in a courtroom drama. And, in fact, you said that uh, one good film. 
I think he'd be perfect in 12 Angry Men, which is one of those films that everybody should watch because it's kind of like a an instructional video of how to make a really, really good film with a minimal set. You know, it's just mostly takes place in one room. It's 12 guys sitting around a table just talking. But it's very, very good story. It moves at a really good pace. And he'd be great. He could be the guy who sort of votes not to convict the uh, the guy. Well, it kind of helps if you've seen the film. But the basic idea of the film is this guy's being up for murder. And the jury have to go into a room and decide if they're going to say that he's guilty or not guilty. So they have a vote. And one guy says that he thinks he's not guilty. And then over the course of the film, they're all arguing about whether he's guilty or not. And I don't really want to tell you much more in case I kind of spoil it for you. But it's very good. And I can see Paul Daniels playing the role of the guy who said that he's not guilty. How many stars? Five, without question. Five stars. There are actually two versions of the film as well, because there's there's the original version, which is in black and white. That's available on YouTube. They're both on YouTube. The new version, they kind of updated it a bit for the time. So they changed a little bit of the story and they added some extra bits. But the original version is the best in my So the original black and white version on YouTube, check it out. Check it out. And imagine Paul Daniels in that role. You are listening to the Dead Air podcast. You know, the, you know the uh, the story of Cinderella, and uh, Cinderella gets turned into like a, a beautiful woman, yeah. and Pumpkin turns into a stagecoach. Yeah, she gets some glass slippers. That's right. And then midnight happens. What? Why? Why is I the, know what you're going to say? Why is the glass slipper still glass? I knew you were going to say that. I just don't get it. Why hasn't a glass slipper turned back into whatever it was before? A shoe. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I don't get. Women's shoe sizes, they're like five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Now, are you trying to tell me that, let's say, Cinderella was a size seven, right? That no one in that town could wear a size seven shoe? Well, no, because everyone has slightly different feet, don't they? So if they were glass slippers, they would be perfectly made for her feet. So they wouldn't fit on someone else's feet. Yeah, but if she'd been wearing glass slippers all night... Mm. Surely the following day she'd have swollen feet and therefore the slippers wouldn't actually fit again. Surely the answer would be to do some sort of DNA testing. Mm. That would be the best way of guaranteeing. Well, you would think that he would recognise the woman that he'd spent several hours dancing with and talking to, wouldn't you? That, you know, you, the, the, the biggest flaw in the story for me is the fact that the, he has to put a slipper on everyone's foot to see if he can find her. It's It's ludicrous, you know... This guy spent several hours in the company. Yeah, of this girl. he even tries and the ugly just, sisters. Yeah, it's. I mean, why? You know, doesn't he remember what she looks like? And are there no other people at this party? Surely you can immediately exclude everyone that was at the party. They are not going to be the girl because they were at the party. Yeah. So immediately you can leave those out, right? Your search, your searching is going to be limited to girls who are between, say, nineteen and twenty-four. You know, you're yep. not you're not going to be talking to 45 year old women saying, "Can you try this shoe on?" So really, it's probably only it take about slipper, an hour. It wasn't a shoe. Yeah, they could probably just say, "Can everyone come to the town hall who fits this description? We're looking for someone of this height, this build, this rough age." You know, they could do it all in 20 minutes, shoe or no shoe. He could just go around looking at them all and go, "Yeah, it was her. I recognise her face." And they'd go, "Yeah, but she's dirty now and she's got rags on." And you go, "Yeah, so what? I was dancing with her. I was looking into her eyes. I know what she looks like." I thought I had issues.
You don't have to be posh to listen to the Dead Air podcast. We don't need four years, no claims either. I've got some updates, more updates. Go on then, give us an update. Uh, James Whale last week, looking for his friend called Dave. Oh yeah, how'd that go? We found him. Who have we got next? Who have we got lined up for, for the next interview? Debbie McGee, soon. Debbie McGee, now that's going to be a tricky one, because we've got to actually go to Debbie McGee's house. Well, and she lives miles away. She phoned us a few weeks ago, mm. and we said we'd get back to her. And we haven't got back to her. So yeah. there is a slim chance that next time we phone her... In all fairness, though, we did She'll just whole, hang up. We did spend a whole day figuring out how we were going to get down there and stuff. So, you know, we could have phoned her then. <laughs> but that's not, that's not how we roll. You know, we fly by the seat of our pants. That's the, that's the Dead Air Podcast way. Anyway, we've got to go now. So you can follow us on Twitter, which is at Dead Air Podcast. We're also on Facebook. Nick's not on Facebook anymore. I have deleted Facebook. So you can't get in touch with him. And we have a website, deadairwebsite.com. I'm going to start a campaign. He's still going on about Facebook. I'm going to try and get people to cut, cut off Facebook. But what I need is a website where I can promote it. And I don't know of any websites now because I've got rid of Facebook, so I'll have to make another web. I was going to make a website called Nick's Facebook and just have just me on there. And right. then I could do my campaign and I'd have one like. Anyway, good luck with that. See you next week. Listening to the Dead Air podcast. For more information, go to www.deadairwebsite.com. Hello, welcome to Skype call testing service. After the beep, please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. Dum 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 dum. Dramatic music. Bum bum bum.